This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch Beverages, by Bonded Lock and Key, Paul Bunyan Country's home for Liberty Safes, and by Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors in downtown Bemidji. Coming up later on in Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, I'll check in with Chip Lear. But first, this was an interview I was hoping against hope I would not have to have, but we've got to have it. Joe Shapesky, the tournament director of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, is joining me, and Joe... Looks like the 20th anniversary is going to have to wait a year. Yes, Kevin, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's just a sad state of affairs that everything sort of gets swept up into what is going on worldwide these days. Um, but unfortunately, due to the coronavirus pandemic, we are going to have to cancel our 2020 uh, tournament celebration. So... Everyone will have a chance to look forward to celebrating 20 years next year in 2021. Okay, and we'll get into some details on that, but um, take us through the steps of, uh, of how this uh, decision came. Well, we've been looking at it for a while now, just gauging what other organizations and events are doing, what are the professionals, medical and uh, civil authorities talking about uh, for the, the stay-in-place orders and uh, the, the social distancing. Uh, so we've been keeping track of that. And as we started to develop options for how we might be able to hold this tournament, uh, it became quite clear that there was just a lot of barriers that we couldn't overcome, either because decisions were out of our hands, such as when the public could start meeting face-to-face, or issues of you know, just changes in people's lives and sponsors businesses and all these other things that were just too crazy for us to really be able to deal with effectively. Um, And it's not that we didn't want to. We certainly wanted to do something for a tournament this year. We looked at a number of different options. But we also recognized that we're a fun part of Bemidji summer. We wanted to have a great event that uh, really got people together, got them energized, and really got them looking forward to do something fun together and for our charitable beneficiaries. And uh, that just got harder and harder as time went on. I would presume that even uh, if things cleared up way faster than we anticipated, your inability to meet as a group, your inability to meet with clients, maybe the financial hit that a lot of potential clients uh, and maybe anglers have taken just made it, would have made it just impossible. Yeah, that was a tremendous consideration on our part is the situation that our sponsors are in. You know, we've got over 50 sponsors that participate in the tournament this year. So many of them are just shut down completely right now, no sources of income. Uh, it's not something we really wanted to do is to be coming to them and asking for them to sponsor a tournament. Uh, it's, they've been with us, a lot of them, for many, many years, and we want them to feel good about their participation, not to feel bad about having to say no because of situations that are completely out of their control. Uh, so sponsorships was a big part of it. Uh, we know there are anglers that are going through their own difficulties, although several of us have con. Several of them have contacted us about, you know, pushing to keep the tournament on as long as possible. Um, and other considerations, if 
even if the stay-at-home order is lifted, there's a good chance that we will still not be able to gather as a community in large groups. Um, you know, maybe the restrictions are no more, no more than 10 people uh, over age 60 should be getting together. Well, that puts a big damper on our volunteer uh, groups as well. Right. Because uh, so many of them are uh, seniors. Uh, so it, lots of difficulties trying to work through. We work through a lot of them, actually, in thinking about how we could do things, move it to an off-site location that was uh, not advertised so that we didn't have a crowd come. We looked at different ways of broadcasting it. How do we keep people separated even while they're on their boats or through the weigh-in? We ran into some technical issues with some of that, but we definitely looked at those options. And um, it, it just too much all at once for us to be able to continue. So here we are. You know, and, and I, I think that's personally, as one who's been involved with the last several years, I think that's the right call. I think you, I agree with you. Having the crowd there, making it a big event, that's that's really the fun of it. Oh, it certainly is. You know, I've been involved. This would have been my fifth year being involved with the tournament this year. Um, we always look forward to all the great volunteers, the families that show up to see their anglers. Uh, and just the people that come down for the uh, the family activities. You know, this was our big year. We were doubling the size of all the inflatables and games and all of that. So it was truly going to be a festival year, and we're just going to have to put that off for a year and uh, get back together next year when we're really able to celebrate the community getting through 2020 and uh, moving on with our next summer. Well, I've I've described this a few times as the year without a Santa Claus uh, in that just all those things aren't going to happen this year. It's just probably not, right? Right. I'm, after all this, I'm perfectly willing to forget that this year happened. <laughs> and um, we'll just move on. It's like so many people have said, I think even you said, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone out there. Um, and we'll just... Hope as best we can because we're good, sturdy Minnesotans and uh, make the best of it. Yes. Well, you know, we were trying to, to, to determine uh, Minnesota ways to describe what social distancing we need. So I came up with one sturgeon or two muskies and one Norwegian hug. So, Ah, very good. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of our anglers' rods are also six feet. It's right. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Excellent. Good point there. Yes. If you've got a cough, stay outside of casting distance, please. <laughs> <laughs> so next year will still be the 20th year. We're just going to do that same that same thing that you had set up for this year. You're going to do it again, or are you going to do it next year instead? We are going to do it next year. So our field will still be 120 teams. Our top prize will still be $20,000, uh, provided that we still have everybody uh, registered, which we're hoping we will. We're going to make it as easy as possible for our anglers to stay registered. Um, and even if they do have to cancel their registration and get their money back for whatever reason, it's up to them. We will do that, uh, but they'll still have first shot at getting back into the tournament next year when we uh, start that registration cycle. Okay. So basically, if you're registered this year and, and everything's okay and you're pocketbook situation you can just stay registered for next year absolutely we'll take it okay i'd love to see everyone stay in now the the one thing that will continue this year though is you are going to sell raffle tickets you're still going to give away that boat motor trailer 
we will and we are. You know, that uh, Lund Mercury Shorelander package that Ray's helps put us together every year, that's a big part of our fundraising anyway, and that is something we can still have out there. In fact, the boat is out there at Northwoods Bait and Tackle right now. If you want to swing by there or Lucan's or Acme and pick up tickets, um, but hopefully you'll even see one of our beneficiaries out there, whether it's with uh, Youth League baseball members, uh, the high school youth fishing team, uh, or one of our other beneficiary organizations out there selling tickets. Uh, you know, we hope everybody supports us. Those dollars are still going to be very important for our charities, our 11 charities. For many of them, this tournament is the largest, if not the only source of funding that they receive. Uh, so every ticket, every dollar is going to make a major impact for them. And how much are the raffle tickets again? Raffle tickets are $10. And you can, and there's a mail-in option for that? Yes, we are opening up a mail-in option. You can check on our website or our Facebook page, but uh, it's Post Office Box 1788. Uh, so just check in with that. Uh, you can uh, mail us a check for however many tickets you want to buy, include your return address, name, and phone number, and we'll send you back those tickets. So you've then got that taken care of. Did you uh, check in with uh, other tournaments in other cities and, and get some insight from them? Uh, we've had a few conversations with some other tournaments. Um, you know, we're, we're one of the earlier ones. Mm -hmm. uh, what we found out actually is that some of them are looking to us to, to see what's going to happen. Um, we also, of course, we did look at postponing our tournament till later in the summer, uh, but we, we also realized that a lot of our anglers are already scheduled for other tournaments that are going on later. Um, so we didn't want to start interfering with that whole dance that happens around scheduling tournaments. Um, so some of them are still waiting, especially if they're later, kind of waiting to make a decision either way. Uh, but we we have talked to a few of them just to kind of understand what what the overall situation is for everyone. Okay. And Joey, as part of you, your job is to work with uh, a lot of nonprofits in some fundraising uh, situations. What's what's the situation with a lot of your clients? Are they just in a holding pattern like everybody else? Actually, um, a lot of them are really essential services in so many ways. If you look at uh, agencies that serve homeless populations or seniors, um, especially those ones, educational ones as well. I was just on a conference call with the United Way and Community Resource Connections yesterday. They did a great job. There was 25 or 30 agencies on that phone call. And all of them are still working very hard to provide services in any way that they can because the demand for those services are still out there. You know, there's still mm -hmm. people that don't have homes. There's still seniors that need those meals coming in. Um, there's a lot of things going on that, you know, those are essential services for people. Um, so I'd really encourage folks, if you're curious learning more about that or want to support people uh, and agencies that are doing good work across our community, take a look at that United Way Emergency Fund that they have set up that is going directly to agencies that serve people in immediate needs. So take a look. Okay. Um, what What is the biggest challenge for them right now? I presume um, there's a lot more people that are maybe needing the services and, and money money is always as tight? Money is definitely uh, a challenge for folks. You know, anytime you stop getting a paycheck, 
Uh, it takes a little while before any unemployment or other government assistance can kick in, so demand has been up at the food shelf and other food pantries. Um, so so those demands, United Way does a great job of coordinating between everyone to make sure the right resources get to the right places at the right time, which is why I recommend their fund. Uh, but direct donations work just as well. Uh, so some of those immediate needs, a lot of them are working on their communication so that they can coordinate between each other a little bit better uh, to, to make sure that the best services are being provided for the right people because um, everyone's got a little bit of a niche of who they serve, so they're making sure that everyone, the public, the people in need, know who the, it is they should be going to talk to. So a lot of coordination issues and um, uh, just general needs. They don't go away just because we've got a, a new thing coming through the community. I tell you, I just, uh, I've talked to a lot of people. I've done a lot of interviews in the last few weeks, and uh, yeah, it just... The, the, the main thing is we're just uh, kind of flying blind. We've never experienced this before, uh, but we just, boy, the old adage, one day at a time, never has been more appropriate than it is right now. Yeah, it's that uh, elasticity of time, I think. Every day feels like it's simultaneously a month, and it didn't even happen. It went so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just... I think we're all in the same boat, just trying to figure out best we can day by day. Um, I, If you want to look forward to anything, and it can be hard. I realize people are hurting out there. But coming out of this, we're all going to be operating differently. We're all going to be, I think, focused a little bit more on helping each other out. I think we're going to have a different understanding of that. Um, I think that um, it's it's going to be we're all going to understand what we're capable of and we're going to have a different plan going into anything like this in the future. Um, and even without a plan, which is maybe a little bit where we're at, it's just been impressive to see how many people across the community, whether they're foreign agencies, whether they're businesses or just private citizens, people are stepping up and they're finding new ways to help other people. And that's just so impressive and is so hopeful to me. Uh, to see ways that people can just jump in and they make things happen. Yeah, you. Nobody wants a pandemic. I certainly don't. No. But there, no. there are always things you can glean from it and learn from, and uh, it is always nice to see communities come together. And that certainly is the case up here. I'm not real shocked by that, but at the same time, it's still cool to see. Yeah, it always is. Always is. All right, one more time, Joe Shapesky, Um No. Um, Knights Columbus Walleye Classic this year, which, again, I don't think is a real surprise. If you are angling in it, you can stay registered, and you'll be part of the uh, 20th anniversary celebration next year. It's still going to be the same uh, prize uh, package and still the same number of anglers. It's just going to be a year later. Yes, so all of our anglers should have received an email with that information already. If you haven't, please get in touch with me. Uh, you can find my contact information on our website, kcwalleyclassic.com. And if you're a member of the public or an angler or a business, those raffle tickets are going to be really important for 11 charities this year. Make sure you buy one or 10. And uh, you can you can check out our Facebook page, Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, and learn how you can purchase those tickets 
across the Bemidji community. All right, Joe, we always appreciate having you on. I love being part of the tournament, and uh, I will be there next year. And uh, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Kevin, so much for all you do and all everyone at the radio station. You're doing a fantastic job keeping us informed. Keep it up. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Bonded Lock and Key, and Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors. And don't forget to check us out on the web, kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, and you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And we are podcastable through Podcast One, Pod Minnesota, and wherever you get your podcasts. One of our good friends, Chip Lear, joining us today. And uh, Chip, first of all, uh, thanks for taking time today. We appreciate it. I somehow have found myself available today, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but, you know, regardless of what our, our, our sheltering situations are, I think I would have found myself available anyway with, with uh, a little bit of chill in the air and northwest winds and some snow. You know, Chip, of any year where we would really like a, a nice early spring, you know, we're getting snow today. I can't believe it. Well, it's but it's uh, it, it, I, I'm with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> not arguable. Absolutely. Um, hey, you know, just we're going to get in some fishing stuff in a bit, but uh, you know, you and I have been on this planet for a few decades now. Um, I don't even have words anymore. I'm in the communication business, but it's this is just weird, man. Well, it's uncharted territory, and I think that's what is unique for all of us is because we're we're uncomfortable because we've never been put here before, so we right. really don't know what to do. So it's like the it, it's like any situation that you go to if you've never been through it before. There's always a little uneasiness because we don't know how to act or what to do where to stand should i you know do i put my hands in my pockets so i fold them over my front you know that's why you, that's why there's somebody there to tell you that kind of stuff this situation we've had nobody we, we really don't know what we're supposed to be doing so we're kind of making it up as we go along so to me the if, if there's anything that comes from it is the fact that there's comfort knowing that everybody's uncomfortable we don't none yeah. of us know what we're supposed to be doing we really are all in this together Oh, without question. I mean, you go to the grocery store when you go to pick up supplies like that. I mean, there's that there's that awkwardness as you bump into somebody in a small confined area of who's supposed to go right, who's supposed to go left, how far am I supposed to be away from you? And you know, I see you. Normally, I would go up and shake your hand, but that's really not acceptable right now. So, what am I supposed? To, there's it's just uncomfortable, and and that I think there's comfort in knowing that everybody's uncomfortable. Right. I was in the grocery store the other day and came across a couple people that I knew. And we were all well over six feet apart in, in, in this area, and so we were able to chat. But we're all looking at each other thinking, I think, and it, it all seemed like we're all thinking, should we even be doing this, you know, <laughs> even though we, we were, don't know. Yeah. And I think that's what will come out of this. You know, long term, there will be lots of uh, changes in our lifestyles. Um, you know, I don't know if it's for the better or for for the worse, that's you know yet to be determined. But whenever we go through uh, a major, um, you know, a pandemic is a, a major event here in in humanity, and we're going to have to figure out how we move forward and 
and conduct ourselves in a healthier lifestyle moving forward. We just don't know what that is yet. In in the practical day to day for you, uh, Chip, what what are some of the things that changed? I know you do a lot of outdoor shows. I'm assuming those are all by the boards right now. Yeah, there's uh, you know there's the group activities outdoors are limited. However, you know not all outdoor activities are limited. Obviously, the National Walleye Tour has put itself on on pause to kick off the season, trying to determine when we can launch and when we do launch what that's going to look like. Um, you know, I'm used to standing on stage. I'm used to being right up close in somebody's face, uh, you know, communicating and trying to get the story of, of where, when, and how they caught their fish. Um, how are we going to do that moving forward? I don't know that yet, but it's going to be an interesting road to, to figure that out. In the meantime, here today, I mean, I'm, I'm still getting outside. I, I love to exercise, so I'm making sure that I get out. I've come up with a kind of a daily routine between getting up and, and working out and getting outside and getting some fresh air every single day because I think it's really important that we go, we get that taken care of because uh, too much time shut in and I start to bounce off walls and go a little bit crazy. At least that's me personally. Oh, I don't think you're alone in that regard. And obviously outdoors is so important to it's why we live here, you know, so many of us. And, um, and you know, outdoor activities do lend themselves to good, safe social distancing, really. A- absolutely. I mean, there's, um, there's got, I've got a, a, a group that I like to, to go outside and run with. Our group still is, we aren't running on a weekly basis like we once were, but occasionally we are, have gotten together um, to run, but everybody's run literally. 10 to 20 feet apart. I mean, not even remotely close to each other, but close enough to, you know, to communicate. And that's where you had talked about the fact bumping into somebody in the grocery store, should you even be doing it? I, I think that they're, at least at this point in time, I think getting outside and having some activity is good and healthy and, and accepted um, within the state guidelines of, of safe distancing and, and staying at home. I think the more more things you do uh, with the people you're sheltering with, that's uh, all those activities are 100% acceptable, which would, to me, would include fishing. If you wanted to get, you know, get an opportunity when we do uh, open up and be able to get outside as these lakes start to open up and get outside and have an opportunity to, to fish with someone that you're sheltering with, absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And uh, everything I've heard is the fishing opener is going to happen, um, and I don't see why it wouldn't. What, of course, remains to be seen, Chip, is is getting access to lakes. Are they going to be able to get out there and get the uh, the public accesses, uh, you know, docks up and things like that in time? Also, um, are there going to be people there to, to make sure the boats are staying far enough apart uh, so we're keeping this distancing as we're trying to get on the water. Those types of things I haven't heard answers for yet. No, there's a, lo- there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, in, in terms of, of, you know, sporting goods stores and bait shops being open and, you know, cr- I've, I've heard and read lots of proposals from, uh, you know, drive-up service to, to be able to get your live bait without having to go into the store to, to um to get your particular live bait that you're you're looking for, and and you know that this uh, boat access is on Minnesota opener, they're uh, they're a gauntlet of activity, and it, you know how we handle that is going to be is, is, is there's some challenges there. I mean, the more you think about it, the more times you can see that this could be become an issue. It's certainly going to be a lot slower um, than it's than it's been in the past, and we don't know 
you know, what's going to be open, what's not going to be open, what's allowed. I think all those decisions are, are yet to be made. Um, but I think in the best interest of the anglers and Minnesotans as fishermen, um, I think how we conduct ourselves as these lakes begin to open up will determine how the state views angling on opening day. So the more responsible we are leading up to it, I'm going to guess that the uh, the more um, more we'll be free to do as we feel on opening day in Minnesota because it's so vital to our our community and our Minnesota traditions. Frankly, there's no question it is, and 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 to our mental health. You know, I really think. Yeah, it, no doubt about it, and you know it will. I'm sure that the governor and the state and the, the Department of Natural Resources is, um, if there's any, you know, at this point you move forward as planned, and if they decide that they're going to change it in any way, um, we'll figure that out closer to the date, and we'll deal with it at that. Because for myself, that's how I'm handling all of this stay-at-home mentality, which is I literally live for today, and uh, I and, and make plans literally for just about a few days coming up in this week because trying to grasp anything further than that, uh, I think it's it futile and doesn't do my mental health very well. So I'm just literally dealing with what I can deal with today and making decisions I want to know because the, the environment and the information that's available to me tomorrow uh, could revel a whole nother decision. You, of course, are immersed in this world. Um, what are you hearing from your friends in the industry? Well, I think that there's a lot of optimism, um, especially for the, the world of fishing, because fishing is um, one of those activities that is you know, deep-seated and rooted and emotional for a lot of Minnesotans. And I think that that is, that is a very optimistic thing, uh, because I think we're going to need it more than ever moving forward. In terms of uh, whenever there is economic instability or there are uh, major events that happen in our uh, in, in humanity, such as the 9/11 attacks. It's those kind of things that I think that bring us all closer together and make us want to spend more time together in a boat. And I think this situation is is just that. Um, it's just a matter of learning how to do it um, safely and healthy moving forward. I, I I know that the industry really wants to have. Uh, fishing opener on the plan date moving forward, but at the same token, the industry is willing to support whatever is necessary to keep us all healthy moving forward. I mean, so it's, it's whether you're, you know, it really, it, it can look at, you know, bottom line here is that we all need to look out after our health and family safety first, and we will get our time together on a boat when time, when it is safe and allowable. Okay. I know that uh, just uh, yesterday, I think uh, they made the announcement that the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic 20th anniversary celebration is going to have to be held a year from now. Uh, and I just saw an email go out: uh, "Fishing has no boundaries here in Bemidji is is done for this year." And I don't, I mean that's uh, that's not going to be unusual. The the big gatherings are probably by and large not happening this year. There's no doubt about it. I really feel for the decision makers that have to uh, make those decisions because these are these are not easy at all. They're really a challenge because it, you're, it's a decision that needs to happen, 
Um, but at the same token, you're looking at all those that benefit positively from the event. So all the nonprofits that are relying on the funds that are raised in an event like the Knights of Columbus or any local community event, um, the fact that those get canceled just puts uh, puts real strain on the profit loss uh, abilities of these nonprofits, and it's going to be a very challenging year for all of us. And I just you know, hopefully we we come together. Uh, down the road and rebound stronger. Okay. Well, Chip, uh, one of the things outside of the uh, realm of the outdoor world that you've been involved in is uh, is uh, cheerleading your niece. How's she doing on uh, on American Idol? <laughs> it's really unbelievable, um, but it's not. For those of us uh, in, in any family that, uh, especially my family, there's, there's a number of individuals in my family that have all are very passion-driven people where they get into industries or, like myself, uh, get into a lifestyle of the outdoors and they want to take that passion and turn it into what they do for a living. My niece, Grace Lear, is just that. She has been, um, she followed three things in uh, growing up, which was basically uh, growing up in California. She, she loved to play soccer, went on to play uh, uh, soccer for uh, Southern California, and she went to, um, and she loved to, to sing, and she went to school. Those are the three S's that she concentrated hard on growing up. But uh, she has uh, found herself in a really unique position here, chasing her passion, and went and auditioned for American Idol, and subsequently has found herself now in the top, quote-unquote, top 21, which is an unprecedented position for American Idol. So uh, she's having the time of her life and uh, working diligently to make the top 20. And so, um, yeah, there was a voting process that I, I believe is now wrapped up, correct? Well, there's the way that they they, they changed the rules on this, and, and the, what's happened is there was a system in American Idol that they always led up and eventually settled on the top 20. Uh, for a number of reasons, uh, it ended up where they they wanted to roust about and boost ratings a little bit. So they let uh, it ended up in this last episode where my niece Grace was up against another gal, and they put those two up to America's vote to decide who would make the top twenty. Um, that voting concluded just uh, a couple of days ago, but I don't think we get to understand or we don't get to hear who makes that top twenty. Uh, for another week or two, I did get word from Grace that uh, she will. They are going with the top twenty-one for the next two weeks. So you've got to stay tuned to find wow. out what happens. Of course, they're going to drag this up. That's <laughs> what they do. This is television. Yes, um, and it's national television. What's amazing about this is 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 Grace is uh, she's sheltering with her mom in Danville, California, uh, and is, the amount of support nationally i mean she's gone from a a budding uh, gal that has been working a full-time job and singing at nights and weekends in nashville tennessee to uh to watching herself blow up on national television her uh, her social media presence and the awareness of who she is has uh, just exploded in the last uh, couple of weeks and it's just really been exciting for her and it's fun it's fun to sit on the sidelines as an uncle and cheer her on absolutely um I'm wondering, and, and have you heard what? Because I know once uh, some of, a lot of this stuff has been pre-recorded, but then they go live later. Are they going to be able to do that? 
the decision, see, part of like one of the reasons they're doing the top 21 for the next two weeks is they're elongating the show. They're going to utilize all this footage that's been already shot. Like everything through the Hawaii, if you're an American Idol fan, everything through Hawaii was done back in January, early February. So that's that's been done for quite a while. The live sections moving forward, um, they sent to each one of the top 21 cameras, lights, sound equipment. They're going to do everything online. So they're setting up little studios in everybody's homes, and then they are communicating um, digitally, and you know whether it, it uh, you know via phone or or, or uh, you know, Zoom meetings or however they're doing it, and they're working with they're working with the uh, um, people to come up with with songs and how they're going to present themselves on little stages from each one of the top twenty one homes. So they're they're again they're you talk about uneasiness like we did and this is this is all new and all different for everybody they're making it up as they go along like the rest of us okay yeah i'm 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 sure they are no question uh well we wish grace the best no question we'll be keeping an eye on that and watching that on uh, on american idol and and for those who don't know american idol is now aired on sunday evenings correct yeah sunday evenings on abc um if you want to just yeah, google grace lear American Idol, and you can track her down. But if you are on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, you can just Grace Lear Music, and you'll find her, and you can track her. And, um, and of course, any votes for Team Grace are much appreciated. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, one of the other things you've been busy with, uh, Chip, is kind of redeveloping your uh, online presence with, uh, with a new website. Tell us about it. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've had fish in the wild side for a lot of years in my, in my fishing career. And, um, it's been all fishing all the time. But as, as, uh, life changes, so do uh, some of our interests. And my interest in how I'm spending my time has, has broadened quite a bit. And I've found out that, you know, inside me, I just want a place to express everything that I'm, I'm doing in the outdoors versus just fishing. So, I've invigorated chiplier.com and I'm hosting there um, and talking about all the activities outdoors. Of course, it's still heavily fishing. Fishing is a major portion of my life. I'm not giving that up, but I'm also going to be talking about other activities, everything from, uh, from running, trail running, hiking, biking, um, whatever we do in the outdoors, whether it's, it's camping or hunting, all of that will be on chiplier.com. So it's just broadening how I spend my time outdoors and the connection that I make there. Uh, one of the things that I, I really have, have found, and at least as I've gotten older, is just the emotional connection that I make with um, the outdoors and with nature and with the experiences and with people when I get to spend time outdoors. And that's where this stay-at-home order has been a little bit challenging because it's, it's that time outdoors with people and getting to know them out there that I cherish so much. So can't wait to get back at it with the ones that I care about. Okay. Um, anything else going on we need to know about, Chip? I think that's it. I think, I think you know, don't get yourself down. I think that there's there's a unique opportunity that we have here with our, with our stay-at-home order. Um, I think it is an opportunity to do uh, things much different. I, I think if I'm invigorated by anything that I'm – during our stay-at-home order right now it is how it is observing how people are reacting to it there are some 
people slash businesses that are expressing their frustration um, and and pretty kind of lack of a better term kind of coming out with the poor me poor me attitude where there's other businesses that I've I've watched um, that have really kind of embraced the new uh, a new platform and tried to figure out new ways to make money or to you know to to grow themselves as this thing moves forward so um, you know, from a personal standpoint, we've got an opportunity to stay home. Maybe we've got more time to, to work on ourselves and to better ourselves, uh, you know, take a, take a good look at ourselves and try to Im- improve our, our, our well-being. And at the same time, from a, a business standpoint, there's, there's new opportunities that didn't exist before. So it's interesting to see how we all come through this. And I'd like to stand a little bit on the sideline there and just observe how people react to adversity. Um, and from that, I know that we will all be stronger and better for persevering through it. I agree. I, I'm so, uh, my heart is warmed and I'm so pumped up when I see these new people being innovative, people serving people, you know, just uh, charging forward smartly, but charging forward nonetheless. That, I think that's, that's key to economic and mental health long-term really we all get comfortable um and and but comfort you know we have to get uncomfortable to grow and that whether that's you know personally or in business i think it's it's really true at this moment in time in our history is that you've got to uh take get yourself a little bit out of the box to push yourself forward and that's one of the reasons i launched chiplear.com is is that i want to make push myself a little bit more instead of just sitting back and doing something similar to what I've done for years and years. It's time to it's time to push myself forward and, and express what I'm passionate about. All right. Oh, always a great uh, positivity when Chip Lear is on the show, and uh, we, all, we all need a little bit of positivity right now, no question about it. Uh, Chip, thanks for taking time to join us. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, I know you're, you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. We're ready for fishing season. We're ready to get outside, uh, and, and uh, we're, we're hoping and cheering on all of, our, all of our friends in the industry, right? Absolutely, Kevin. Just don't forget to wash your hands and don't touch your face. <laughs> The washing hands part is easy. You know how many times I catch myself touching my face every day? We all do. I know. It's, and that's where um, if you put, uh, I went to the grocery store, and I, what I've been doing at the grocery store, I'm getting off on another subject, but when, I, when I've gone to the grocery store, I've utilized those, uh, those little mini neck gaiters kind of as my own little mask. Now, whether it works or not and actually makes a difference or not, I don't know, but what it does do by going around my neck and my face is I, I won't touch my face after I've touched everything else. <laughs> it's just it's a reminder not to touch my face more than yeah. anything. Then I get back out, wash my hands, and then get home, and I'm good to go. Okay, awesome. Chip Lear from uh, chiplear.com and, uh, and and many other venues. Um, keep us updated with what's going on and, uh, and, you know, stay safe, my friend. You do the same, Kevin. Best of all. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KBUN-FM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. 
Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible! I can't believe it! This Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residence 17 Plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence, and it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.